there's a travel accommodation program, Alan, kind of every five or six years. So the last program, the fifth program, was in 2019 to 2024. And it's still ongoing. And the majority of that program involved refurbishment of numerous, we'd say, uninhabitable properties around the county. So we've achieved that. We've, we've refurbished 10 or 12 properties and moved traveller families into them. And now we need to look forward for the next five years. So we've been asked by the department to prepare a travel accommodation program from the period 2025 to 2029. And just last week, we, we issued notification to a number of local authorities, um, interested parties, interested groups, the Irish Traveller Movement, of our intention to do so. So we'll be starting that process very, very soon. Will this programme, or maybe this is something that will only become apparent uh, as uh, it runs on before it does come into effect in 2025, but will there be much change, do you envisage, from this to the previous uh, traveller accommodation programme? Will will there be much change or development in terms of the system that's already in place for traveller accommodation? It's it's hard to predict, Alan. Um, I think the the key part of this programme is that we started engagement last August or September with the traveller community in the county around what we call a housing needs assessment. And to this end, ourselves and the HSE have provided significant funding to support Bridget Casey and her um, community development programme on doing what we call a traveller-led needs analysis. In the past, I suppose, we were doing a needs analysis on travellers based on our own figures from our annual social housing assessment. But this year, we want to do it based on the traveller-led. And at the moment, there's 10 to 12 travellers doing a training programme with Kina around how they're going to analyse their own community. And it's going to be the data from that analysis that's going to drive this programme. And I suppose that's a, a crucial part of it, uh, Porig, to have that uh, involvement from the people that it is going to directly impact or involve, or you would hope directly uh, improve their, their accommodation situation. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's with all programmes that local authority adopt and that we prepare. It's important to engage with the, the parties that are involved and that's ex- exactly the same now for the traveller community in this case. The assessment of existing and projected housing needs for members of the travelling community, what has that previously involved and how long is it envisaged that this particular assessment is going to take? We're planning the assessment to take February, March, April timeframe. Um, as I said, there's intensive training going on with 10 or 12 travellers at the moment we're going to conduct this around the, traveller, the existing traveller sites. And we're all aware there's, there's nine with, say, specific travel sites around the county where the families are expanding and getting larger and there's further needs developing within them. But we also try to need, try to, need to target the traveller families in the settled community who may be in HAP or private rented and need longer-term support and ground accommodation. And we'll be, ta- we'll be targeting them as well for this traveller-led initiative. The programme, well, the draft programme, when it's completed, is going to be available for, for public consultation. Uh, how is that going to work and, and how long will that period run for in terms of uh, the, the public being allowed to have their say on it? Yeah, the, the target at the moment is that we'll have the draft policy available around the first first week in July. And it'll just tie in nicely, actually, with the new local authority council coming into place. And with the programme will cover the new local authority council. And we'll have it on display, public display, I think July, August, eight-week period. Following that, we'll go back, we'll take the submissions we receive from different parties and we'll amend the draft policy and we'll have it on display again. The aim is to have it before the elected members, the SPC, maybe in November, and the elected members full council in December and to roll it out in January. The council, uh, Porig, has, as I'm sure you're aware, of previously faced criticism on its record of provision of traveller accommodation. Do you feel the council's done enough in the past could it be doing more? I mean, but what what you're saying is invo- is going to be involved in this particular programme sounds 
fairly comprehensive, but uh, do you feel that uh, it, it, even prior to this and um, the previous accommodation programme that uh, the council has been has been more than playing its part? I suppose the council gets criticism from all, all parts of society around the housing programme. Housing is kind of a national issue at the moment. But I say we've, we've been very positive in engagements with travellers over the last number of years. Um, and again, even I think in the last 12 months to two years, we, we've refurbished quite a number of houses within the traveller-specific sites, which have enabled new tenancy to set up. And separately, I think 20, 25 traveller families have been accommodated in standard or affordable housing projects. So that we're ongoing engagement to travellers. We're continuously providing more and more accommodation. But no more than any community in the county, there's serious challenges around the housing issues. Okay, we will leave it there. But Parag, thank you very much for joining us on the programme. Thanks, Alan. Talk to you later. Take care. That's uh, Parag McCormack, the Acting Senior Executive Officer, Social Director with Clare County Council. And for further uh, reaction to this, we're joined uh, by, I guess, that uh, Parag himself referenced earlier on. It's Bridgie Casey of the Clare Traveller uh, Development. Bridgie, good morning to you. Good morning, and how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you for taking the time to be with us this morning. Uh, no doubt you welcome the development of uh, this programme. Uh, how how needed is it, Bridgie? Is there, uh, has the programme from 19 to 24 improved matters much in terms of accommodation for travellers in County Clare? Well, it didn't deliver what it said it would deliver in relation to the programme. I suppose we launched our strategic plan in May 2023, uh, sorry, 23, and one of the key areas in our plan is the travel accommodation, the lack of delivery of travel culture and accommodation. There are a number of sites overcrowded. There is a high level of homelessness within the community. Um, I suppose each local authority is obliged under the Travel Accommodation Act of 1998 to carry out assessment of travel accommodation in needs in their area and to use the results to inform a travel accommodation programme that lasts for the next five years. I suppose all local authorities, including Clare and Council, are now preparing to review these and develop a plan for 2025 to 2019. And we have again argued that the plan should be able to make any real impact on the travel accommodation crisis and, and the inhuman conditions in which many travelers continue to live in. Um, I suppose at the moment, you know, we are working. In a, in a partnership with Clare County Council. Um, we have contracted Kina, Kina is a travel and volunteer housing association, who's working with us as an organisation and delivering in-depth training with 12, 12 travellers in relation to carry out peer research in relation to the travel accommodation and analysis. And I think that will benefit given that travellers will have a say in relation to the development of the new plan going forward. Without travel advice, time will not work. Bridge, you mentioned there that some travellers are living in inhuman conditions. Can you give our listeners a, an idea of some of the the worst types of accommodation situations travellers in County Clare find themselves in? There is one particular site in Innistimon and it's, it's absolutely overcrowded, you know. Uh, there are families living in, you know, third world conditions, you know. Uh, we're only waiting for another disaster in relation to car mines, to be honest. The families, there were no water, no tidal, no electricity, double up. And, you know, that's not, that's not good in their mental health. You know, suicide rate in the traffic is seven times higher with that within the set community. So there's a lot of factors here to be taken into consideration. And those travellers who find themselves in that situation where they have no running water and so on, has, has that been going on for some time? And how are they... How are they managing or, or you know, tr- g- g- getting by in the absence of those amenities? 
I suppose the, the issue here is the, is the lack of delivery of cultural public accommodation. Like over the last 25 years in Clare, there has been no development of any new travel Pacific accommodation. And that, that's, the, that's the issue. Okay, uh, the fact that, you know, as, as Parag has said, and you've touched on yourself, that there's, it sounds like the significant engagement uh, with the travelling community to get them involved so that what the council is hearing uh, from stakeholders such as yourselves, they're going to get it straight from the horse's mouth, what is needed, that situation in Ennis Diamond that you describe. And you will be hopeful be- because there are members of the travel community involved in, in, in this process that those issues will be addressed. I suppose this is the first time that ever happened in relation to travellers being involved in the, the assessment of need. It will be travellers talking to travellers in relation to current and future accommodation. And can I ask you, sorry to cut across you, Bridgie, how, how did the fact that travellers are involved in this process for this draft programme come about? Was that the, at, was that at the behest of travellers crying out to be involved or did the, was it a council-led approach? Uh, I suppose that came out in relation to our strategic plan. We have, um, when we were developing our strategic plan with the, the community, uh, there was over maybe 250 travellers involved in the consultation process and what our strategic plan should do and deliver in the next five years. And one of the main issues that came up in that was travel accommodation. And in the current travel accommodation programme, travellers were not involved in the consultation process. But now uh, they will be given an opportunity to be involved in what should be written or directed in relation to this plan going forward. I mentioned to Porig that the council has faced criticism before, has had to defend its record on the provision of traveller accommodation. You know, do you feel that that criticism has has been warranted because of situations like the one you just described in Ennis Diamond and perhaps issues facing travellers in terms of their accommodation elsewhere, where maybe they feel it's not up to par? Oh, absolutely. And even though you know the crisis situation in relation to homeless in Clare with travel community. It's just unbelievable. 61% of travellers homeless in clear, you know, and nowhere to go. And they have been on the house list maybe 10 or 13 years and living in emergency situations in hotels with, with a family. That's just appalling, to be honest. Where there, is, where there is a programme, a five-year travel accommodation programme, where a local authority have an obligation, have a duty to deliver that, but unfortunately, it's, it's not the case. But hopefully going forward that we can, you know, we can feed into the, the travel accommodation needs analysis, you know, we, we may not get 100% right, but if only half is delivered, we welcome that. We'll, we'll know, I suppose, um, once we get underway from 2025, what, whether this is going to be a success of a programme. The fact that there is, it sounds like, significant uh, involvement and engagement with travellers on this, Bridgie, w- would, you, would you be reasonably confident that, uh, as you just said there, that uh, this programme will achieve even half of, of what you hope it will, that it will address even half of the, the issues that are currently facing travellers in terms of their accommodation in this county? Yeah, I am kind of confident in relation to, to this problem going forward because we do have the support of Clear County Council and in relation to the needs analysis and they have uh, funded this uh, training and the assessment and we've contacted Kina, which is a travelling voluntary housing association and uh, working with us on that and we've also support for Clear Local Development Company, SICAP and the HSC, so we welcome that. 